0: Kia ora and welcome to another episode of Power Up, a podcast powered by Venture Taranaki and produced by Raw Collective. Here we celebrate the region's entrepreneurs with their trailblazing spirit and their can-do attitude. Taranaki innovators are leaving their mark on the world but living the famous Taranaki lifestyle. I'm your host David Downs. Taranaki is a region where the unique natural and business environments collide to create a place where people can flourish and achieve their full potential. No mai Haidemai, we welcome you to hear our enterprising future like no other. Today we're hearing from Kaitahi an iwi-owned enterprise founded in 2018 which makes frozen superfood smoothie drops out of traditional Maori ingredients prepared the traditional way. Their smoothie drops are designed to not need a blender. You just drop them in the a shaker, add liquid and shake them until they're ready to drink. It has been owned and operated by the Nahatu Kitahi iwi in Waverley, South Taranaki. Their innovation has been well recognized, winning the 2018 New Zealand Fine Foods Innovation and Food Service and Product Award and James Wells Champion of Innovation Award. And we're lucky today to talk to Pania all about how Nātau has made a product and a company out of traditional Māori ingredients. Well, tēnā koe, Pānea, welcome. Mōrena. Mōrena. Uh, where have you come from today?
1: I've come from Wanganui.
0: Oh, because you're you're sort from the South Taranaki Wanganui region.
1: Yes, South nice. Taranaki reaches from Patea to Mati-Mati-aunga ranges. Oh, okay. All the way over to our Wanganui River down to Te Akupi.
0: Wow, and you're part of a, a, an iwi group called Ngararu. Tell me about that iwi. Is that a, a sub? Group in the South Taranaki region, or is it how big and extensive is the is the iwi?
1: So we're one of the eight iwi of Taranaki. Yep. So we're the most southern iwi, starting from. Wanganui Kaiwi area. Yep. Reaches up, like I was saying, to Patian and to Matimateonga. Our Iwi on our register, let's say, yep. on our actual Iwi register, we have over four thousand members. Oh wow, okay. But we think we have more. Yeah. And census tells us we have more. So it's just those are the ones that have actually physically registered with the our Iwi.
0: Fantastic. And what's your role within the group?
1: My role is, at this time, the business manager. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's Patakorauru, but this is my second time back. Okay,
0: you've been Um, there, but you've done a bit before.
1: Well, actually, my first role with the iwi was I was on the board that signed our settlement.
0: Oh, fantastic. That must have government. been a, a big,
1: big occasion. That was a big thing for someone yeah. at my age. I was like mid-20s thinking, well, am I signing a $31 million <laughs> settlement document? <laughs> oh, great um, stuff. So I was on the board at that time. And then not long after, once we started establishing our office, then I became the finance manager there. Great. Yeah, so about 2005. Yep. And
0: is that that settlement, did that become part of why you've gone into this entrepreneurship? We're about to talk about the story right. behind this. So, so it was, did you utilise some of those funds to invest in creating businesses?
1: We have. We've utilised some of our settlement funds, but we've also utilised as much funding as we could from government yeah. across e- or, you know, all of our everything. sort of business units and stuff yeah. as much as we could, like the nursery. I heard you, for
0: example, you, you worked with the PGF, so the Provincial Growth Fund. To fund some of the activities recently as well.
1: Yes, recently we've got a, we've had a um, fencing of waterways okay. project. So that's sort of a big push in that space at the moment from government, and we've also very early stages into a Kaitahi factory.
0: Right, mm. and we're going to talk about that one in a minute. But I'm interested in the in the work that uh, ngararu Kaitahi does. You're sort of a social, ecological, entrepreneur, organisation. got a bit yeah, of everything. Yeah, that's it's a
1: big word. Very Big words, big words. Yeah. Sociological, ecological, entrepreneurship programme was what it was in 2015. Yeah. So that's when it started and we had a, a wānanga. When um, we were looking at ways to create business or be entrepreneurial with what we have having the least effect on our tire on our environment. Yeah. We want to ensure that we always considered the effect of what that business would do. Yeah. So that started about 2015 with some funding from government, Hilda. Yeah. And we had Marianne Vandenbelt. Right. She was a ecological economist, I think the words. Uh, And she came and talked to us about the four capitals and introduced that kind of um, framework to us. It was hard for us to grasp because it sort of didn't resonate as well, I guess, for us. And then our wānanga, led by Tūra Mahāwara, he reframed it and called it Te Kawa Māui, a framework which had a lot more meaning, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um it was just more familiar for us being Narodu and we were able to understand those types of words and the meanings behind them. Yeah. That's sort of how it all sort of kicked off. So anything that we do, because we know that we've done this, you know, hundreds of years. We don't just go and put something somewhere because we think it's gonna look beautiful there. It has to you have to consider the surroundings, yeah. the tile and what effect that will have on that area and yeah. whether or not it'll happen well, you know, it'll grow well, so.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, Māori businesses that I've been involved with have got this kind of deep in their kopapa is around regenerative agriculture and thinking about the tayo and the land and sustainability. And these things are all kind of very trendy now in, in sort of Western frameworks, but actually they've been part of business and Māori thinking for generations. And, yes. And, uh, you know, from the very first settlers into New Zealand, thinking about how you can be at one with the land. So it's great that you, you've got some words
1: now that you can layer on top yeah, of Yeah, and that, I think that's it. I think it was just trying to find something that yeah. fitted us rather than something else that we had to try and fit into. Yeah. And it doesn't, won't work. It's just too hard
0: to work. So you set up a, a land care nursery, which is one of the first businesses, I think, that you set up. Mm. It, tell us about what, what they do.
1: So Kitahi in 2001, government funding again, Kia a TPK, they funded a programme called Local Level Solutions and we looked at building a nursery and it's located down in Pātea next to our marae at Waioturi. At first, I think... Like I wasn't that involved then, but at first I believe we were looking at growing tomatoes and peppers and things oh, okay. in the hothouses and stuff there. Or that, that might have been what was sort of they were trying to have a go at before. And then we moved into native native plants. Right. And Native edible plants. Well, not at that stage, just oh, okay. native plants. Yeah. So Taranaki Regional Council had like a, I think it was called Clean Streams Accord. And that all, you know, sort of made a commitment to encourage everyone to plant and fence the waterways within Taranaki by twenty twenty five or twenty twenty, then I'm not really sure. Right. The nursery that was sort of a little bit of a niche market for us that we would be able to grow plants to be able to
0: plant out those waterways and, then, and things yeah, yeah, to
1: plant out those waterways. So, so that'd be like so they'd quite a few of us. Ropo I think. And, and grasses yeah, and like things. different kinds of harakiki I've learned. Yep. Lots of scientific names of plants since I've been at Ngarouru. Not that I can remember many right now. <laughs> and then, of course, Manuk is making a huge comeback. Yep. So we've been growing a lot of that lately. Um, and there's certainly ones that will grow quicker in a year and yep. then ones that you need two years to grow. So, yeah, so we've been doing that since 2001 and planting yep. as well. And we've also done bits of pest control and things like that for councils.
0: Oh, fantastic. And then you moved into puha and Kawakawa on a commercial scale. So, obviously, you saw an opportunity there where there's a growth in demand for those two things.
1: And they run off the back of our kaitai product. So. We needed puha and a lot of, you know, it's light and kawakawa yep. so that we could ensure that there was supply. Supply for we the products, had to, yeah. That yeah. so wasn't just for you to have a boil up, it nah, was a bit more than that. I th- yeah, people would like to have a boil up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it would <was laughs> be it. high but quality we, puha, yeah, It would be really good puha. Yeah. Um, and it's a native puha that we've managed to find seed and grow, and it grows really well, like really well, like. I wouldn't be able to spot it in the wild. I don't know that it would get that high. Like, it can get up to a metre, you know, metre and a half tall. Yeah, really? Yeah.
0: Because I've always wondered that you see people going and collecting puha in the ditches and around, you know, where oh, I yeah, grew up. And, <laughs> and I always puha. wondered, how
1: do they know the difference between that and just I'm sort of weeds? I'm not that good. I'm not really a gatherer. I will go with someone if I have to.
0: That's good. I think a lot of people end up eating weeds and not realising. But you've got high quality puha.
1: We've got high quality puha and we think we've got high quality kawakawa and our parks and our bushes and things like that. And that we have a lot more of, access to kawakawa.
0: What do you use it for?
1: Uh, We use it for our kaitai, for our smoothie drops. Right. Yeah, so those are little frozen droplets of huarākau, like seeds, kumara, banana, kiwi fruits, yeah. orange, there's, I want to say linseed and sunflower seeds, then lots of different fruits. So we'll have berries, there's a berry one. We've got orange and lemon. And
0: this is a commercial product now. We're talking about kaitahi. So this was an idea for taking some traditional ingredients, some Maori ingredients and others, and blending them together in a way that you could create a whole new product category almost. I believe so. Like, I've checked a couple of shops. Nice.
1: Yes, just to see if our product has arrived on the weekend. And there isn't any other product like ours at the moment in the market that we can see. So we're not a frozen fruit Yep because we have vegetables inside and we're not a frozen vegetable but we're in that area of oh, okay. the supermarket. And so me
0: as a consumer, I go along to my local supermarket, I can buy some of these kaitahi drops and then I basically make a smoothie out of them. Yep. Without a blender, though. I don't need No, I equipment. need a blender.
1: You just need a shaker. Yeah. You really need a shaker. If you want to be flash, you can have a shaker with one of those little coil. Uh, the pins things of it. Like the sports but if people you want to, yeah, they but you don't have to. Yeah. You just need something that's got a lid on it, a jar will do, I'm pretty sure. If you need to, pop in a scoop and and when I say a scoop, people are like, how much is a scoop? And I'm like, well, really, your taste buds will determine what a scoop is after right. a while of time. So um, my scoop's generally pretty big. Nice. And then you pour liquid, any liquid, whatever your taste buds like. Some people just like it with water. Some like it with coconut water. I prefer with coconut water. Just gives it a bit of sweetness. It just, yeah, and it sort of enhances the, I think, the flavors a little bit more. Some people will use uh, nut milk, almond milk or something like that. If you want a bit of rich creaminess in it and shake it, put lid on, shake.
0: You've taken that product. Is this a health supplement or is it sort of a, a sports drink or is it just food? It's kai. Kai. I, I want to say kai. Tahi.
1: kai tahi. It's kai, and it, um, as we all know and as we believe, that kai provides nutrition and you need kai to be able to live and live yep. a healthy life. So,
0: And I hear you've been working on this for quite a while, this product. I mean, the well, idea the of product
1: it. came from the sociological, ecological entrepreneurship program. So way back then was when we started to think of ideas of how we could create something. And at that time, we were creating. We actually started with watercress. Okay. Because that was a little bit more, you know, everyone likes watercress. So we we just said, like, let's take a product and we grabbed some watercress and we thought, okay, what what can we do with this? Yeah. And we looked at kai. Some did. A lolly? Oh, some really? Dead, like, out of yeah, Out watercress. So oh. like um Winnabelle Fenonga made some l- nice little like a chewy little gummy lolly out of, of watercress, you know, and it had some honey in it. Yeah. So, you know, it's you, you had to think about all the different things that you could put with it that weren't so harsh on ourselves. Yeah. One auntie made a tincture.
0: Okay. Little drops you put yep. on your tongue or something. Yep, yeah, yeah, and
1: just a smell. People made baby kai. People made scones and put watercress in them. It was a really cool time. It sounds
0: like a really innovative time where everyone's just sort of experimenting. Yeah, everyone's
1: thinking, can we bag up boil up? You know, like pork bones and, watercress get that and bag into up, and urban Auckland uh,
0: yeah. people would be pretty happy. Yeah, it's like you know, we watercress. thought
1: about soups and yeah. things like that.
0: Fantastic. And then you landed on this Kaitahi product, this the drops. So that was one that you thought was commercially viable as well as tastes good and you can make yeah. it. You got the product ingredients set right.
1: Yeah. That took a few shots. Yep. That took a few frozen goes with ice cubes and different flavours and things like that. So Emery Broughton at the time she was our co-walkai and Aroha Macintosh, and they were, you know, we'd be in the kitchen blending up stuff, trying to get, like, yeah. the flavours. You know, we had tried, like, barley and bits and pieces. There were some really some not so tasty. <laughs>
0: um, I would imagine that, like, when my, when we had kids, my wife used to just do that with vegetables, mash them all up, and then put a bit of kiwi fruit or something in it, and yeah, then put yeah. them in a little ice cube tray. And It was
1: kind of like that. In the freezer, like that's you'd cool. open the freezer, and there would be, like, some ice cubes with some fantastic. Funny looking
0: stuff in it. So you, you landed on an ingredient set that you thought was a good recipe. And then what did you do in terms of branding and then distribution and things like that?
1: Oh, uh, branding. We started off, it was when we first, before it was kaitai, it was called smoojo. Okay. Smoothie Smo-jo. juice, you know, smoojo. Oh. I thought it was quite smart. I was having a little giggle when, we, when that first came up. But um, it didn't quite sit well.
0: Doesn't feel like it's authentically you. Yeah,
1: well, I think that that might have been part of it too. Yeah. So it was like, oh, anybody could smooth you. Sounds um, very Californian. Yeah, <laughs> and part of our C program, well, what we were learning, all through Kauai Maui, was the marketing side of, oh, you know, yeah. how big marketing can be, and you have to think about a brand, and then you have to think about all the things that are associated with your brand. That's right? And what things are your values? Like what do you stand for? Yeah, and we all know what our values were, but when you're trying to explain to someone who we are and how we do things, yeah. it's really, really... Well, you really mentioned
0: Tayo a couple of times, the environment, the, mm. the, the oneness we have with nature, and that's obviously one of the, you know, core thoughts here, and potentially health as well.
1: Yeah. To so Oranga. Yeah, our tile it's everywhere, and so we probably more view it as that we're a part of the tile rather than the taio, you know. Yeah. We're, it, like, we're lucky enough to be present in this day, in, in the space, so and a lot of that goes back to our waka papa. Yeah. So you know, we know that we were here last as in human. Yep. So the tiles been here long, long time before, long time we before we were. us, That's and right. we'll be here a long time before we go. So or after we go. So we have that is always in the back of our mind. Yep. So you know, we have a responsibility. We we're, we're like last on the waka. Yeah. That's and, an interesting
0: way to think about it. That's not a Western colonialist way to think, is it? And I love that that it's different. It's not like we didn't come along and conquer We came along no. and we're privileged and we're, to be here. Yeah. It's a different way of thinking. It's a
1: different way. So, well, I think it's the way that, how we got here. Yeah. You know, so yeah, be lucky and, and look after what you have and be grateful for what's around you.
0: And what about the health aspect of it? So, you know, these things are obviously good for you as well because oh, using yeah. traditional ingredients in a the great way.
1: Traditional ingredients, you know, we know kawaka, we we learned so much about our watercress and poo. Uh, it was really high in vitamin A, which is good for a whole lot of things. But there is a lot of research to do around health claims. So when we talk about, you know, we know it's a healthy product, but if you want certain words on your product, you have to be, you make sure that you've done all the research before you can put,
0: you know, talk in those
1: kind of words. Yeah, and we know kawakawa is really good at cleansing a lot of things, and even inside Mm -hmm. us. So again, these kind of products, they've sort of been tested nationally. So, we haven't really looked at going overseas because we haven't, we have to really, you know, look They're at really, what that kai is and how it can yeah. be introduced overseas.
0: But it sounds like you've blended together sort of Mataranga Māori knowledge, ancient knowledge, with some new knowledge as well, because I think you oh, had yeah. plant and food research, you know, yeah. ground Research Institute, come and help on some of these things.
1: Yeah, I think they've done a bit of work. We've done work with so many people, certainly after getting into the fine food chain and winning a few awards, yeah. a lot of people want to talk to us. It's like but trying to prioritise everybody and fit yeah. everyone in, in, in a day, in a week, yeah. in a year, in yeah. some cases, and there'll be heaps more research to come? Yes. Yeah, it'll be ongoing, looking at, you know, what else we can make. So
0: do you think that the popularity of traditional foods is on the rise? Like, are you seeing the consumer demand for the products?
1: Definitely. I'm largely around Wanganui. That's where I live and that's where i based in. And when you're there and everyone knows that you've got this product, everyone wants to buy it, you know, and yeah. they want to buy it locally. We've now got a bin in Whanganae that has is supplying it, and, and he's been supplying it. Well, they've been supplying it for a few months now, but... It's in countdown across the country, but it's not in countdown there. So, of course, you know, people just say it's you and people can associate, you know, they might be from the iwi, you know, or your whanonga, and they all just want it just because it's ours. Yeah. Yeah. That's something of the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And people see new things and they see things as natural product. There's not a whole lot of preservatives and added sugar, all that kind of stuff. And everyone, everyone wants to eat better.
0: Yeah. They're yeah. aware of their, their health and their personal health and the impact they have through the food choices they make. Yeah. And you've mentioned some awards. You won some awards. Tell yeah, us about those.
1: Oh, oh, don't make me say them because I can't remember the Oh, names. Fine Food fine Show. Fine Food Show. Like 2018, we won a couple of awards, two, Oh, three you're so hair. you yeah, so shy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if we went to those awards before the actual big food show because we seem to be up there a bit at that time, up in Auckland. Yeah. And that – then opened the door for us and just made the phone go hot and isn't the email, great? bang, 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 bang. And it's awesome. It was It's really humbling. Everyone wanted to talk, you know, and a whole wide range of people. So the supermarkets, you know, marketers wanted to talk. And
0: Do they want to talk or do they actually want to write out some checks? Because that's what you need. Well,
1: it? yeah, some wanted, you know, well, I'm not sure if write out some checks, but what can we do together and we can help fund it? Oh, okay, good. So, That's nice. it, Yeah, and, and it's nice. Um, but again, it's time. Yeah. Our biggest push at the moment and has been for the last year is sales. Yeah. And getting into supermarket chains. So we're all now in all the major supermarkets. Countdown came on first and we're in, but then Super Value, I think, they're all sort of in that same chain. And then Foodstuffs have come on with Foursquare, New Fantastic. World, Pack and Save and things like that. But now it's about moving the stock.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the interesting Run, thing about running a business like yours is you, you move from being sort of, you know, you, you need to create demand and then you've got demand and you go, oh my gosh, we've got to get the supply going and then we've got to get, you know, got to get these things you got in to balance. get the balance. You food products like yours.
1: Is, and especially frozen droplets, it's got to move pretty fast. Really so the, you've got to have a cold chain, yeah, distribution yeah, network. And our office is based in Waverley. Our EWI office is based in Waverley, so a lot of the work was done out of there. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of time on the phone and emails trying to coordinate
0: Great. that whole
1: supply chain, yeah. getting products, putting it into, you know, getting them processed, gathering our kawakawa. I think most of our kids have worked for the iwi gathering kawakawa.
0: Yeah. So in the production, do you involve some of the, the locals,
1: some of your whānau and iwi in the production? As many as we could. Yeah. We've used our nursery guys, so they sort of set the pace on the kawakawa gathering pretty fast yeah. and pretty efficient. Is
0: kawakawa quite hard to gather?
1: It's time. It takes a lot of time. You yeah. know, it's quite little. The leaves are quite small. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't take everything from the one plant and – You've got to find the right leaf. There's the holy leaf that you know is a pretty good leaf because yep. it's been eaten by the bugs, so you can usually trust. Someone is that what you look at the ones that yeah, the, the so bugs the have had. Yeah, yeah. Um, compared to the ones that are sort of more fuller, because here we don't take all the leaves from the whole plant. we've yeah, got to you know, make sure we leave. Yeah, mm. that we leave enough there. We're also going to make sure that because kawakawa has, you know, more than just kai. We use it for our tangi. Yeah, yep. and we've always we did some research and around. If we were to gather kawa and sort of what volumes do we gather at, Tim, how many do we have to replant to make sure that it still will stay, yeah. you know, be sustainable for the future? Yeah, a lot um, of planning. A lot of planning. So we haven't got to the huge, bigger, bigger production runs yet, yeah. um, but it's certainly something that we have to really consider at that time and, and how we might always ensure we've got a crop, whether we have to grow more commercially, Can you buy it from other parts of the country? We found one. I remember we did find when we were sort of early in, we found one uh, supplier, and it was quite expensive, something like 90 bucks a kg. Wow. Kind of. There's money in kawakawa. There is money in kawakawa. And, you know, when you're collecting it, when you're gathering kawakawa, the kids are like, I've finished. You've only got a quarter of a bin. You need to fill <laughs> the bin up, and pack it down, push it down. You know all of that stuff. like, <laughs> I don't crack. Do like, sure, we sure, aren't getting paid. <laughs> are you going to pay us? No. Oh, that sounds
0: great. It involves the whole family. It's great.
1: It, yeah, yeah, it does.
0: You've talked a bit about some of the you know challenges and the difficulties. What are the some of the other things that have been tough or failures? Have you had any major failures along the way?
1: We've had heaps. Things that you think are quite little. But you you really have to know, you know, when you want to look at packaging, something simple as packaging, you want to look for the best packaging, the one that's going to have the least effect on our tile, yeah. you know, might break down. It's got to hold up in a freezer. There's not a lot. There's a huge range out there, but, you know, we haven't quite found the most perfect one that's right. going to fit our product yet. And we thought about putting it in plastic containers, so reusable containers, so, you know, you could use it for other kai afterwards and things like that finding a balance of the right size packaging. Yeah. We started off with 1.2 kg bags and we were going to go into sort of the catering food side. Yeah,
0: food service. Food yep.
1: service. But that wasn't moving as fast as as the feedback we got that people, you know, we actually are going to have to try and go and get into supermarkets. And then it was like we sort of found that people over package, you know. is in
0: too much in the product.
1: Yeah. yeah, compared to what's in the product. Like our product is squashed inside our bag. There's yeah. no fake air. I'm not like a packet of, of chips it. when you open yeah, When you of open the chips, the, so the chips and half the chips in the air, oh. that sounds really bad. Uh, uh, I think you're that, missing a trick. I know, but, you know, that's more plastic. Yeah. You know, that's more rubbish, those little things. And then, you know, then you've got to find a bigger space and the freezer, you know. so, And then, you know, most places you go, if you want to buy – 30,000, well, you might only want 3,000 bags because you're only going to do around of 300, yeah. but you've got to buy 30,000 bags. Yeah. You know, so you have to think about scale yeah. when you're doing everything.
0: And that's tough when you're selling into supermarkets because they don't want to buy, you know, a ton. They want to buy 300 tons. They
1: want to buy big. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: right. So that's a big jump. The scaling factors, huge. You scale. get to a certain level just on the equipment you've got, and then all of a sudden you've got to jump up 10 times yep. that.
1: Tough. And then find everything to jump, you know, that goes into that too. Um, like trying to find full-time employment, you know, so we might gather kawa, we might put puha, and then at one stage, you know, we were processing that ourselves, so blanching, cooling off an ice, sucking the air out, putting bagging out and putting them in the freezer and things like that. So we had whānau that did that. We, we got a few chefs in the iwi. Gosh. Yeah, so good. they got it down-packed really fast. Um, but then you had to find the commercial kitchen, that you yep. can process that in. So we worked with a lot of our maraids t- to see if they could get the tick off from the local council because we uh, we're across two councils oh, okay. And Ngarauru. So we're down at the Whanganui District Council and then we're at the South Taranaki District Council. So then they have different requirements. So just a little thing like gathering and processing kawakawa and puha requires heaps of coordination.
0: It's amazing because it sounds like, I mean, everything you've described – is actually a learning, isn't it? I mean, you've or just learned learning. so much all through that process. All been learning. That's how you get to the point where you've now got these things in supermarkets is because you've had to experiment and learn over years and years. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. entrepreneurship.
1: And I guess it is. So we're all probably like, we've done this again, probably not, but too bad we're already in. <laughs> if we'd have known then what yeah, we know yeah, now, we, we wouldn't have done now, this. We would have, like, tried to do things, you know. You sort of... Play with your feelings when you're thinking. Now oh, you know, is this the best we can do for ourselves and for the tyre? You know, for our tyre and things like that. You know, we, we're still in a plastic package and we don't want to be there forever. But at the moment, that's all we have. Yeah. You know. You're on a journey. Yeah. 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 So if anyone wants to make up or be innovative, well, it's a good thing. to, us. A good
0: challenge to put out there. Lay down that. Yeah. You know, that. Of, we have
1: lots of challenges yeah. to put out there. For people oh, yeah. to think of and consider. We're going into a factory and we'd love to be able to build a factory that was sort of didn't require so much power to run and um, water to use, you know, like you're always thinking of those things, but we're also aware of what products and what yeah. manufacturing things are out there at the moment. I love
0: it. Do you think working as an iwi group? Gives you a special advantage because you are all whanau You're of the land that you're working. You you have a reason to be there. You're not just it's not a job, it's mm. it's life, it's why you're there. Do you think that helps?
1: I think it probably helps and makes things worse. But harder
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything has a has a flip side, yeah.
1: For me personally, it does. It's one thing to work for your own, and that's something else to work for others. Yeah. It certainly makes the journey easy, like it, you know, things like Te Kawa Mawe and learning karakia and learning understanding our tayo, Those things are sort of already embedded in you from, you know, when you're born or before, generations before. The harder thing is then everyone has heaps of ideas and it's sort of trying to... Agree to what might be the best way forward, yeah, because everyone has a right to have
0: an have opinion, say, yeah, 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 but it's great, and it sounds like you really are turning the situation you have in the, in the post settlement and into this entrepreneurial organization that's going to learn and be there for a long, long time. And you, you know, your business plans must yeah. go for many, many years into oh, the future.
1: Well, we're not going anywhere, we know that much, so we don't, and that is those are the things that we have to always keep back in mind is that what settlement we got and whatever we get, it's for the future generations. Yeah. So how much is the right amount to put into a, there at this time? And and then you have people that have worked hard through settlement all that time and want to sort of try and realise something now. So, you know, they want to say, well, what about our marae? Yeah. You know, how can our marae make sure, you know, how can we be entrepreneurial? There's always... That's great. Um, so yeah, you kind of act as a bit of a Haku. leading
0: light for others and show them what can be done.
1: Well, I think so. A lot of our marae are already, most people, they already have sort of figured out ways in which they can get some kind of income for their marae other than iwi. And it might be just the use of your facilities
0: yeah. for certain things, you Renting know. Renting them out commercial kitchens to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Like,
1: exactly. Those types of things.
0: Fantastic. Your story reminds me of a Fakatoki. And it, excuse me if I pronounce it wrong, but Naku Tururu, Nateruru, Kaiora Iwi. Yeah. With my food basket and your, your food basket together, we will feed the people. Yeah. And that's what you're doing almost literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And, and <laughs> you're Nga'araru as well. So it's all, it's all beautifully put together.
1: Well, I think so. I don't know if it was planned that way or if it just <laughs> happened that way. Well, you know, it was just going to naturally happen that way because most Iwi around the country. This is kind of how you roll. Some are growing kumara, some are, you know, i yeah. have got cows and honey, um, orchards, forestry, and, yeah. and things like that. So it's, I think it was going to naturally get to something like this. It might not have been kaitahi smoothie drops, yeah. but it would have been something that might grow, you know, that uses the tayo to be able to produce something and everyone needs kai.
0: Yeah. What do you think other people can learn from? What you've done, not just every groups, but Mm-mm. anybody
1: mm. well, I'm not sure if it's learning or people aren't already doing it, but sort of really understanding if you have an idea, you have to be willing to adapt to what might change from that idea, so right. you can't sort of have one thing mm-hmm. and you think that's gonna you know that's it because there's so many reasons why it's not gonna work, yep. you know, so you have to be really have an open mind and willing to adapt to what it can continue to be, if right. that makes any yeah. sense. Be yeah, be willing
0: to. And the trendy new word, it's pivot and, you know. Oh, is like, Oh, yeah, yeah pivoting. Pivot. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, Reinventing yeah, yourself. Like Possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And what do you think's next for you and for the region that you're in? What do you think
1: this is oh, going to Oh, we've got yet? so much happening in our, at the moment, with just in terms of, the fencing and planting the waterways in our nursery is going to be busy for the next few years because yep. there's a high demand for plants, um, especially native plants. For, you know, because the law changes to fence off all the waterways. Great. Yeah, in the next, I think, three years. And I think. That's just
0: that's an opportunity for you. That
1: is an opportunity for us. So we've got some funding at the moment to fence off some of our own land blocks and plant those up. But then we think that that work might go further because there's a whole lot of. Waterways that will need planting and fencing. We've sort of got a little toe in that market right now. Yep. And I say a little toe because there's actually some way bigger um, nurseries than us out there that are growing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of plants at the moment and things like that. Um, and, and everyone's in high demand. They're saying open up a nursery. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to do something, open and up you've a got nursery. Your
0: you've been there for a while.
1: Yes. Oh. And then we've got our factory, which is. We're looking to progress further in the new year. We've got Ashley Park, which we've purchased. Oh, did you? Yeah, we've I'm not sure. Do you know Ashley Park? I oh, went to get when I was a kid. Yeah. You I, think, and look at the I think and the stuff. same ostrich is there. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the the Geriatric
0: ostrich. <laughs> I think the pig's probably been eaten a few times and got yeah, new ones yeah, in there, but yeah. the ostrich is probably safe.
1: It's the same, I think. You've bought
0: a, a tourist attraction, basically, in Ashley Park.
1: Yeah, it is. So we, we got that just out of lockdown. I think the negotiations probably started while well, in the middle of the lockdown, but there isn't huge opportunity for us within our odo, different types of opportunity. In, in our settlement, we got very little land back compared to right. other iwi, all just compared to what was taken. So we seriously look at sort of those types of opportunities that come up, especially f- to reclaim our land back. And Ashley Park popped up and at that time thought that was a really good opportunity to get into tourism. I mean, tourism is going to be local and yeah. a lot of people are moving around at the moment and there's not going to be any, I don't think, any chance of our borders opening up.
0: Not for a while. To,
1: yeah, freely, But I guess the sort of
0: people that come to Ashley Park are not necessarily the international tourists anyway. It's the New Zealand it's domestic new, tourists. Yeah.
1: No, so a lot of camper vans, um, camping, just straight out tents, no power. Hard call team camping yeah you know a lot of families come probably within a hour radius so like Palmerston like okay. a, some people just keep coming and then there's some um, people that always on their way to Taranaki you know might be traveling up here to visit Wano and then they will they've called into Ashley Park every time they've come past and go and visit their animals and some people have dropped the animals off like 10 years ago to be looked after and cared for because they couldn't anymore oh, that's yeah so they'll call in and visit the animals so there's a museum there's different types of accommodation you know we've got the big house that was built by the previous owners. Yeah. So that is available for accommodation, and then we have a smaller Lockwood sort of three-bedroom home, and then we've got a couple of motel units, and we've got cabins. I and love this. You're yeah, in full so it's like sales a mode range. now. You're yeah, in it's sales. A
0: range of accommodation. Good on you. A whole range. Right. It's all right. there in a range. A range. So there's
1: something to suit everybody. <laughs> this is great. If You don't really like the camping. anyone want to maybe. I mean, you might not even like cabins. So there's a motel room like, or a cottage. Very good. Or a Big, big bulla. So
0: thinking about the iwi and the future of Taranaki, tell us what you think. What would you hope the future looks like for Taranaki?
1: You know, bouncing off the back of COVID, the best thing that we could hope for is that everyone's able to provide for themselves and live how they want to live, but have the resources to be able to provide and have a good life we've always sort of said to our kids, I don't care what you do, but make sure that whatever it is that you do, you can sustain your way of living. And so you don't have to get a normal eight to five job, but you need to be able to eat and put a roof over your head and things like that. So, And I think we've moved away from the normal Western, especially out of COVID, work eight to five in the office and things like that. You know, everyone wants more balanced lives, more times with the kids, you know, more time at the marae, Time with you know all the community groups, so I think the best thing for I think just people as a whole is to be able to live their best way. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a great vision for the future.
1: Oh, well, I hope so. It's
0: been great talking to you. I've got 10 quick fire questions to finish with. Oh, gosh, i go quick. You got to go fast. How quick? Very, very quick. Here we go. Best place to get an ice cream,
1: Waverly Foursquare.
0: There you go. That we haven't had that one before. That's good. What's your, what's your best surf spot?
1: Um, the mole, Munganui.
0: Oh, okay. I used to go off the can surf. surf I, I don't know. surf either. <laughs> what about uh, best late night location?
1: Late night location? How late to late? Eight o'clock? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the four in Waverley yeah, still, yeah. Okay, Yeah. Uh, best lunchtime activity? Kai. Yeah, and particularly the drops. Yeah, my day drink. Make yourself a nice smoothie. What's the best beach in Taranaki.
1: I really like Mo'ano Beach or Ototoka. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't know those ones. I have to try them out. Yeah.
0: If you were going up the mountain, would you go north side, Stratford side, or would you head for the rangers?
1: I've been up. I don't even know what side it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waverly side.
1: No, I've been, been up sort of the, well, to Te Riri or Kāpuni, you oh, know, okay. that that side, and then dropped all our kāimahi off, and then they all walked across to the mountain house, and I drove around and
0: Alright, what's your favourite summit or peak or maunga?
1: Oh well, I've spent more time on Kororua pe'u than I have on Korotaranaki, so really? I've been up Korotaranaki a couple of times, but I've been up way more times on Kororua pe'u. So um, I don't know if it's a favourite, but I'm probably I'm able to ski a little bit yep.
0: on Kororua pe'u. Well, you've got to be hardcore if you're skiing on Taranaki. That's for sure. Well, yeah, you're going to
1: get yeah, that little Yeah, club Sorry, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want
0: to walk up Korotaranaki. Okay. What's the best annual event in uh, Taranaki?
1: The best annual those these lights are pretty cool. Eh?
0: Yeah, beautiful. Like, at the everyone
1: moment. will drive up. You know, gonna is a couple of hours away, but most years, our will come up and have a look at that. Okay.
0: What's one myth you'd like to bust about Taranaki?
1: Oh, I haven't heard any. Gosh, that's good. Have you got some? No. Nah. Nah. No, all I'm just nice.
0: there. All right. What's one word you'd use to sum up Taranaki? Taranaki. Taranaki. It says it in the name. Yeah. You don't need another no,
1: word. No, that's, that's the word. Oh, that's why. It...
0: Wow. Tēnā koe, Pania. Kilda. Very nice to meet you. Namihi mihi te kia koe.
1: Kia Thanks so
0: much for listening, and a special thanks to Venture Taranaki for making this all happen. I'm sure some of you listening will be guests on this show one day. So if that is you and you have a great idea, make sure you check out Venture Taranaki's Power Up website and get in touch with one of the team. No matter where you're at on your enterprise journey, Venture Taranaki is able to support you and help you power up your idea, your existing enterprise or your startup. They offer awesome services such as one-on-one startup clinics, mentoring, workshops, business and investment advisor support. This podcast has been proudly produced in Taranaki by Raw Collective. And lastly, please review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Kaki tape.